This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Hello. I notice none of us are wearing pink, which is correct because <laughs> it is Thursday and we are recording adulting with horses with me, Natalie, with you, Heather, and our special guest host, amazing queen bee of the barn, Jessica Burkhart. You so might <laughs> know our wonderful Jessica Burkhart from selling 80 gazillion thousand books. That's a real Kendrew number. Crest series. That's a real number. I got that from the publisher. Uh, <laughs> I have contacts. They give me the real numbers. So 80 billion gazillion um, of these like tales of riding academies and horse shows and a lot of girls thrust into living together, which can result in some interesting situations. Drama. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we are really excited to talk a lot about barn drama and mean girls today. So we figured that Jessica was the perfect. What do you think, Jess? You up for this? Oh, yeah. I am so up for this. This is right up my alley. So <laughs> I'm excited. At the very least, we'll give you some inspiration for future plots. Right. Yeah, because um, we obviously talked to the wonderful members of our Facebook group, the Adulting with Horses uh, podcast clubhouse. It's a long title. And so we've got some Mean Girl stories to share from you. And I'm sure that we have plenty of drama to drum up for our own lives. And I'll start by saying that there's a reason I keep my horses at home. At the end of a dirt road <laughs> with no one else around. And you still find drama at home. Let's be honest. I mean, most of the drama that I um, indulge myself in is either sort of reading other people's drama on social media, which I deeply enjoy, or making it up, you know. <laughs> so I guess I have a deep rooted need for it, but I, I try not to feed it with real life situations. Well, I don't know I about you guys, that. but for me, I like to um, pretend my life is great and focus on other people's drama so uh, I don't have to focus on my own problems. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, there's, I just love to be like, oh, life is so great and easy and let me get into the celebrity scandals or other scandals going on in the horse world because then my life seems even better in comparison. Absolutely, hundred percent. Get behind that. Yep, I'm following uh, Bravo Scandival right now, pretty religiously. Oh, oh, I'm obsessed. Ariana was on the View today, and boy, did she have things to say. Oh, I love her so much. Me too. And I could totally relate to their relationship and her wanting to feel connected. And then, can you believe that Raquel situation where she's grilling Ariana about their relationship and lack of sex? That just killed me. Today, Ariana said that 
she should have known what Tom was doing because he started growing that awful like porn mustache. <laughs> and she's like, I just thought he was having a midlife crisis, but no, he was cheating. What the fuck? And what? what's crazy is like this happens in ev- our everyday lives. Yes. Well, I like the everyday life stuff. So like I will get like multiple months deep into somebody's Twitter timeline if I find out they're a chronic oversharer and they have done some very weird shit. Like, I'm sorry, you're having, oh, some of the things that I have read recently. Why are you putting this on the internet? Like children with multiple women and... Um, trying to figure out how you're going to raise like two sets of twins, one from your ex-wife and one from the woman you started seeing as soon as your ex-wife moved out. But the ex-wife wants to get back together, but you won't do it because you're too good for that. What is happening? You're putting this all out there on the internet. And these people have like, it's not like they're celebrities at all. You know, they have a couple hundred followers or whatever. Most of them are bots. That's the stuff I really like. I like <laughs> the everyday weirdos amongst us. I have no idea who any of the people are that you just mentioned. Um, and I'm okay with that. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> and that's where you're saving a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it just did. I don't have hole. time for celebrities. It's just not there. I'm, I'm so busy. I'm so busy yeah, on at the end regular of the day, shows. Like Natalie, I, you can't make this stuff up because it's like, sure, we're following that along. But I can't tell you the number of drama situations that have been happening at my own barn mm-hmm. that, that is I I was late there on Mother's Day because some of the teenagers sat me down they were like Heather we need to tell you the tea and I was like I'm, I got ready I sat on my tack box I said give me a bag of chips let's go yeah and- <laughs> oh I do I miss that I do miss that like just fill me in I don't need to know any of the parties um I don't even have to sort of share my opinions just just fill me in I just gotta you just want to hear the hot goss as the kids call it these days the goss oh see the see this is why i can't people are like (laughs) natalie why don't you write anything for teenagers like because i don't i don't understand the youth i don't know what they're saying (laughs) i don't hear them speaking like heather you talk to teenagers on the regular on the regular and i have them in my house right so sometimes they have to um translate yeah what words mean and how they're used and if I try to copy them then they shut me down and tell me I'm embarrassing so yeah um, girls are like that that's like my son and I have always had a really like strong texting relationship and so he'll use something and then I'll just like google it to make sure I know what he meant (laughs) make sure he's not insulting me (laughs) that would be me too yeah I feel like because I write for primarily kids 8 to 13, I have to stay on top of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, more than I would care to, but I need to. To, like, no, And I still, I'm on, like, Urban Dictionary all the time trying to figure out, what does chuggy mean? What does this oh, mean? Uh, I saw chuggy yesterday. <laughs> well, and, and, no, but that brings me to a good question, Jess, is exactly where are you hearing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have the kids that age in your life, or are you just out and about trying to pick up this stuff i standing don't. outside of preschools <laughs> right <laughs> that's not creepy natalie no not at all no let me just sit here and write down what you're saying and take it back later and put it into a book no i don't have kids in my life i don't have any children of my own um so i spend a lot of time on tiktok Ooh. like watching tiktoks listening to tiktoks like seeing what kids are talking about 
and I religiously watch like the Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and things like that to kind of like pick up on what are they reading? What are they like care? What do they care about? I read like teen magazines like Girls Life to try to figure out what celebrities kids that age are into so that I can like go do my own research and see who they like. But it's like a full-time job, I feel like, trying to keep up with the ever-changing landscape of what kids and teens are into. It's almost oh. like you're living a double life. Yes, oh it my is. God. Like, you're like, by, yeah. by night, I'm Jess, but by day, I'm a 12-year-old. <laughs> right? It's true. Well, I, I have to tell you guys, so I went to an eighth-grade dance last night. Ooh. Yeah. And... If I'd known Jess, I would have taken some video and given you some private fodder here because they. what I found the most interesting was the parents and the children were supposed to be on opposite ends, like with tables, but they were all integrated. At, like everybody just chose to sit kind of randomly, right, which was interesting. But the music that I really thought they wouldn't be into, like from my generation, was the music they loved. And then mm-hmm. songs that are popular now, I really liked, and they weren't dancing, or like it, they weren't dance-worthy songs. They were, it was very interesting people watching last night, I'll be honest. Yeah, something that's really been interesting to me, I feel like about a lot of kids in this generation right now, they want cell phones that aren't smartphones. They want those old flip phones that we had, like our first phones back in the day. They don't want social media on their phones. They might even have two phones. One is their smartphone and the other is their dumb phone (laughs) that they just use. And they like, yeah, like old music and old cameras and scrunchies, all this shit that we tried to like, ooh, leave that in our past. Now they want it all. Oh my God. Do they call it retro? Because I'll I'll probably... I love that. I'm excited. I'm excited for the retro generation. This sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad really I got budget. rid of all of that stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can still buy scrunchies. See, oh, I yeah. bought a whole packet of them at Walgreens. They're great. They're so much nicer than rubber bands. I don't know why we ever stopped using them. Well, and the satin ones are nice too because they don't break your hair. Mm, but they slip out. Yeah, but I have curly hair mostly, so that doesn't seem to matter. But no, it was really it was really interesting people watching last night because, you know, what I've noticed, and you guys could tell me what your opinions are, but a lot of the kids, when they get together, right, they've got this pack mentality, and so it's the us versus them. But I've noticed the parents do the same thing. Like, I don't think they've outgrown it. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's probably yeah. human nature, right? Like ego plays a huge role in everything we do especially your ego natalie (laughs) ego plays a major role in every single thing that i do or think or say (laughs) is that good enough for you heather (laughs) this week this week i had a client and uh i showed up and i i was working doing a saddle fit and at the end she came up to me and she handed me a copy of my book that i did not know she had and she asked me to sign it and I said, oh, my God, I'm fucking famous. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, ego, you know, it stroked my ego big time. I think every week we should kind of open with our um, 
whatever our new favorite uh, uh, recognition story is, because I actually have one as well, <laughs> which is, oh. oh, this past weekend, I, I volunteered at the Majestic Oaks Horse Trials, and uh, I walked into the almost empty show office area to check in, and somebody's shouting from behind me, Natalie, Natalie, and I'm like, well, no one knows I'm here, so that's not a thing, and he says, Natalie, and I turn around like, what? And it's the course designer. He recognized me from behind. Like how? And then, <laughs> and then I, um, I, could I tell walked you. out to do the dressage check-in and the other uh, worker and I are, are chatting. And then uh, she says, oh, you're that, Natalie. I'm reading your book, Ambition, right now. And I was like, what? So that's Mind my blown. new favorite. Amazing. I, I'm, I'm enjoying living in Ocala. Uh, that's pretty great. <laughs> Jess, has that ever happened to you? I'm sure it has with the, your 80 bazillion jillion books. It has. And it's kids who come to like see me at Bri- – like the best one was at Briarfest. And I went a few years ago and I was just walking to my hotel room after the day. I was gross and sweaty and tired as you are after Briarfest. And this little girl walked by me. And I felt her kind of like stop and then I heard her gasp a little bit (laughs) and I turned back and she just started bawling, (laughs) sobbing. And it turns out she wanted to know if I was more of a Heather, aka my meanest mean girl in the book, or if I was more like Sasha. Because if I was like Heather, she didn't want to talk to me by herself. She wanted to go get her mom. But if I was cool like Sasha, then we could talk and hang out and she wanted to like come see my hotel room and chill with me oh and like it it was so funny it's just so funny like the kids are afraid of me because I write a lot of these mean girl characters so they want to be like you're not like them are you but where do you get that shit from you know yeah. well for the record not all Heathers are bad <laughs> this wow. is true this is true no they are no so one <laughs> Uh, I would need to write for children now because that's amazing. I want to frighten them. And uh, <laughs> two, so I'm going to Briarfest this summer. And Ooh. I am super, what I really want to do is go to the hotel where all the weird back alley Briar models oh are. Oh my it's God, like it's my wild. main goal for the entire year. Have you, have you ever, yes. Have you been in the, okay, so you've I never haven't. been. I've, I've stayed at that hotel, I've so you know how been. weird it is? It's all like different levels and weirdness. Yes. But I haven't been for the Black Market Briarfest, which is what I want. Did you the know about The windows this, are, yeah. <laughs> have you heard about this, Heather? Because I am it's like so confused and intrigued at the same time. Off-site annex where all the private sellers stay at this one weird hotel that used to be a holiday in Holodome. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, like, psychotic. <laughs> so, like, in the Facebook groups, they send out, like, I'm going to be in room whatever. I'll be in room 202. The I have, like, a blackout curtain up. They'll have a list taped to the door of the stock that they have, things that they want to trade for. They'll have displays in their hotel room windows being, like, whatever seller is right here, come see me. Some doors are open. Some doors are closed. Some are only, like taking people who have called ahead like private clients to come in (laughs) it's the weirdest shit ever but it's so much fun (laughs) what the actual fuck this is like sex trafficking (laughs) but like legal and and horse but with plastic horses yeah wow there's like money changing hands under tables like it's wild 
I wonder if they like Briar has actually ever like tried to do a sting or something like that to like. <laughs> I think they run shuttles back and forth. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Because it's like the host hotel. Yes. So I'm just sad I'm not staying there. I'm staying in downtown Lex this time around. But I do like that hotel. And it is very convenient to the horse park. And yes, Black Market Briar Fest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm infiltrating. But but like the customs that people come with and make are insane. They are so freaking cool. I've like... I would never come up with half of the ideas that they come up with for painting and like, they're so cool. So have you ever run into like some psycho moms in this or they're like, absolutely not. This is mine and you can't have it like knock down, throw down fights. Oh yeah. I feel like it's the same kind of mentality. Like there are at a lot of staples with some parents, like they become these show moms <sighs> And so it kind of becomes their thing and they're under the guise of, I'm getting this for my child. No, you're not. You're getting it for yourself. Like they're there trying to collect like the beanie babies, essentially, you know? This feels like a novel. It could be. Yeah. Do you want like a murder mystery though? I I feel like this might be my first foray into Mr. A like Noir (laughs) Briar. That would be amazing. Custom murder. <laughs> well, and then it would have to turn out like it would have to be like some kid ended up perpetrating the crime because they saw their mother acting out and thought it was okay right. or something like that. And then they had like zero, um, you know, remorse at all because that's just what we do. But well, like there's... I've had – oh, go ahead, Natalie. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say no. there's this new like – traditional published book coming out right called girls and their horses and it's supposed to be about like cutthroat show jumping moms but make it briars cutthroat briar moms perpetrating all sorts of crimes to have the best customs that book is so fun by the way i've blurbed it yeah and it is it is wildly entertaining i'm gonna read it once i get past the cover the cover's really painful to look at it is and i feel so bad for her because yeah yeah it's a whole thing yeah i know i know even if the horse was right the cover would still be hideous it's just dreadful but such is life it is the right color i mean if we're talking fuchsia and adulting with horses they did Mm -hmm. sort of match our color scheme but yeah cool i'm glad you blurbed it and you were gonna say something and i totally cut you off oh no oh i was (laughs) actually i do which is rare these days (laughs) But I ran into, because I've been to Briarfest a couple of times, and not the last time, but the time before that, I got screamed at by a mom. Like, over my career, I've been approached a few times by pissed off parents because of what I write, so that's fun. Um, (laughs) But I got screamed at by a mom who didn't know that I would be there. Her daughter apparently has been reading my books. Like, at school, she hasn't wanted her to read them because the girls are too mean. And they do awful things. And she cursed me out and asked me why I couldn't write about nice girls who are doing good things. <laughs> Through the swears. Yep. Meanwhile, the mom Through is the like swe- the perfect example of a mean girl. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So that's always fun. Does that happen often? It's happened. I mean, I get nasty emails from parents all of the time. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah. And you... <laughs> I don't look at my Amazon reviews anymore, but if you do happen to take a look at them, there are nasty ones there from parents being like, I don't want my daughter reading this. This main character told a lie. Well, she's 12. They do lie. 
I was she a paid for it later. Right? <laughs> yeah. It is incredible. Like people will occasionally um, object to swearing in my books. And that's like I said, that's why I kind of started taking them out by like book five of the eventing series. Every There's a damn every now and then I think unless I, if I use a swear, it really counts. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes moms will really be like, you know, I try to teach my daughter that if you have to swear, then it, it didn't. Um, you know, did it need to be said, or it's a sign that you don't have a good vocabulary, blah, blah. And I'm like, have you ever heard your daughter talk not with you? Like, or been in any barn? I learned to swear at the barn. Mm -hmm. That was where it came from. Uh, So it is funny when they pick on something and you're just like, you have no idea what a child's life is like at all. How how did you forget what being a child was like? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jess. No, go for it. Uh, I was going to say, I'm probably the reason a lot of kids curse because I, sometimes I'm at the barn and I forget there are kids there. Hmm. Well, and yeah, so I mean, you know. part of being a barn kid is being treated pr- like everybody's like the same age when they're at the barn. Yeah. That's like a huge piece of how we mature is mm-hmm. that the 12 year olds and the 40 year olds are in the same space, in the same riding lessons, you know, having lunch together, going to shows like we're all. Equal, we, we, our age equals us out right we've talked about mm-hmm. that before um so yeah we're gonna talk like adults this, that's who we hang out with yeah and I think yeah. especially in my books you know I'm writing for kids and the mean girls are villains and that's what's something I wish parents would kind of like uh. like I'm not signing off on their behavior being like oh you should be like this Heather character who's awful and horrible and a bully Again, I'm, not me. Right. <laughs> yes. Not this Heather. Another Heather. This would all Heather's only like, apply oh, to fuck. me, which is so funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's hilarious that they're they're going after you for what the enemy is doing. Yeah. You know, like dear well, because they obviously haven't read the book. It's too scary yeah, as an evil right. witch. Like <laughs> something bad should happen to her. Yeah, she dies. Right. <laughs> is that good enough? <laughs> You're my next inspiration. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh and if That's only terrible. you know they if only the moms of the mean kids knew what they were doing at the barn <laughs> they'd be handing them your books like hey this is what happens to bad barn girls <laughs> right <laughs> that is the truth well it's tough because there's clicks everywhere right and so mm-hmm. the school has clicks the barn has clicks and Sometimes those overlap. Like, yeah, there's a couple of girls that are at my barn that go to my daughter's school and are in her grade. And so sometimes there's crossover. And if there's a problem at the school, I don't want to hear about it at the barn. Right. Right. Like, that's absolutely inappropriate to be just going around talking about it. And I always say I try to stay out of things. But at the end of the day, like, I think the people who perpetuate it are the ones that are causing the problems. So I just try to stay out of it. And then listen to other people's issues. Yeah, the the whole, I remember the clicks at the school versus the barn. Like, it was weird. It's weird because when you go to school with a, you know, a, a decent number of other kids that ride, which I did in Florida, then the barn politics transcends school politics. Like, the barn politics is more important. Because <laughs> it's real life. Yeah, exactly. School is not real. The barn is real. Your horse is real. Your lessons, all of that matters. And so somebody who you might 
ordinarily be cool with at school, maybe they're boarding at an enemy barn. And yes, when I was a child, we had enemy barns. I don't know if that was a hunter <laughs> thing or what. Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember a lot of weird stuff that was like oh she was at the other barn or he was talking to someone else's barn about our barn like that happened a lot when I was a kid or what and, about at the same barn where you have uh, they're at the upper barn and we're at the lower barn oh my the god the barns. upper barn and lower barn thing <laughs> oh that hit me so hard when I was a teenager Oh, I was in the lower barn because that was where the cool kids were. But my horse hated the lower barn and Aww. he would jump out and go back to the upper barn. But I was like, all the snotty <laughs> kids are in the cool. upper barn. He didn't. I wanted to be like underground and edgy and he wanted to be in the upper barn with all of the like <laughs> special wealthy people that could posh. afford upper barn. <laughs> yeah, the posh barn. <laughs> It, it all ended so badly at, at a horse trials where he just completely lost his mind. And then we had a long journey with white line disease. It was complicated. But it did start out with <laughs> upper lower barn drama. <laughs> I forgot I about that. I only remember things when people remind me of them. Otherwise, it's like my life never happened. I feel that, though. Yeah. I had the exact opposite as a kid. I was the only one in my school who rode horses, well, in my grade, anyway, that I knew of. So I was the weird horse girl. And the girls at school didn't want to talk to me because I would show up half the time in breeches and paddock boots because I wanted to go to the barn right after school. Right. And so I was weird. Well, I celebrate that for you because I was the same. Thank you. Thank you. I was one of many at my school because I went to a magnet school that pulled in, like in middle school, that was when I was riding really hard in Florida and it pulled in like all of these different gifted programs, you know, blah, 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 gifted or whatever. And it seems like a lot of honors-esque students also ride or vice versa. And yet I was the weird one amongst the horse girls. <laughs> I was still the one that Why? everybody, you know. Your personality. The, the personality is great. <laughs> it's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why I was weird. The cult was part of it. You know, that whole like, oops, I'm in a cult. And then <laughs> there was. Yeah, Jess, that's another story. An inability oh to dress myself that was not, it was not great. I usually looked ridiculous and I had no interest in clothes. So that didn't help. And, um, and the boots, it was Florida, yeah. right? Well, you yeah. were in Florida too, but I was, yeah. Maybe you missed the chaps and shorts generation. I'm not sure. That might have been slightly before you. So, uh, yeah, there was a period of time where you wore paddock boots, shorts to the barn, and then you put on chaps over them. Oh. And if you can imagine wearing paddock boots and shorts to school, not yeah. a great look. Yeah. I did it. I did it regularly. I did not oh. care, but. I did care that I received very weird treatment. <laughs> well, so I think we can all establish at this point that the three of us were all kind of outsiders in our way for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We were Definitely. the weird horse girls or the, the weird girls. Um, but I got to be honest, I, if and this is really tough for me to admit, and I've grown from this. OK. Um, when I was in middle school, I wasn't the nicest. Like I made some mistakes and maybe under peer pressure, I never actively bullied anyone, but I I did some things that I'm not proud of. And then in high school, I kind of felt like I I moved on from that, but um, I never wanted to be the mean girl, but I think in middle school, 
I might have been, you know? So, I mean, I wasn't a villain, but I was an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I think clicks led me, clicks and definite insecurity led me to be less than nice at the barn. Even if at school I didn't have that level of confidence where I could be a mean girl, I'm sure at the barn I made some bad choices when interacting with other people. (laughs) And I was, I was insecure. You know, I always felt like the person who came second in every relationship. You know, I was, Mm -hmm. you know, now you'd say always the bridesmaid, never the bride, but I was never the best friend. I was always the second best friend. And that means a lot in middle school. Sure. And I think I'm used to that now. I get it. But when, you know, I was 12, it sucked. And it Mm -hmm. it definitely affected the way I interacted with people because I was super insecure about it. Well, I think that's what it is. I think it's the age range where, and even some people don't grow out of it. I think it's, it's a level of insecurity that creates this meanness. Yeah. I, I, that's got to be what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe coupled with why, indulgence. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just why I can kind of try to step back from it now because I'm a different person than I was then. And I might get frustrated when I see other people being mean and I might step in, but I don't want to be part of the drama. Like, I don't want to be creating any of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm a, you know, if you took it online, I'm a chronic tweet deleter. I'll delete, I'll tweet something that, because I'm absolutely furious and then I'll delete it because I don't want to get involved. I just, yeah. you set a fire and then walk away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I throw the grenade, I walk away and then I scurry back, disarm it and leave. <laughs> you do that in your books too, don't you? No, in the books I let it blow up. <laughs> that's how, that's what gets me to the next chapter. So. Known for its Performax leather technology, Fitz Riding Wear is the first and only choice for thousands of equestrian athletes. The Fitz design team are themselves riders with years of state-of-the-art athletic product development experience. All Fitz designs are born out of repeated trial and unmatched commitment to quality. Fitz is proud to have raised the bar for technical innovation in equestrian wear. We invite you to wear Fitz for the ride of your life. Learn more at FitzRiding.com. And so as we're talking about mean girls, right, and we find them everywhere in school, at the barn, and uh, as I admitted, I had my moment, you know, again, not the inspiration for Jess's books, um, FYI. <laughs> right. Well, you know, flashback to the 90s, the movie Heathers, I mean, we were the original Karens, just saying. But I think a lot of us have had experience with mean girls and so we reached out to the clubhouse members and we said hey are you the mean girl or do you have stories and oh boy did they share stories yeah so who wants to start like we'll go through and read some of these natalie you want to take it off That'd do it. Oh, it's so relatable. I, I, 
Lisa has one that says, I don't look my age and therefore often people don't believe me when I say I have over 40 years experience. So I tend to get the girls that have a few years of experience trying to correct me or tell me what to do in a condescending way. I'm sure they felt that I was the barn mean girl because I no longer take crap from anyone and I just speak up. I love that about her, actually. <laughs> well and i love too it's like the wild horse it's like oh this horse isn't fit for the ring so like shh, come on over here you could do it yeah but apparently he liked the field a little too much if you get my draft but that's why Lucy has loads of stories, I'm sure. And the, yeah, she's the best at it. <laughs> Whoops, I fell on the saddle. Sorry. Actually, so as an adult, I went on this trip to Arizona a couple of years ago with my girlfriends and they got real drunk and decided it'd be a good idea to hop the fence of this guest ranch and just start riding bareback the, the draft horses. So I didn't do that because I can't mount from the ground, especially a draft horse. Uh, and I thought that was supremely dangerous, but I'm also like the rule follower. So <laughs> wasn't that drunk. No, my confrontation literally makes me sweat. Like, I don't like it. I don't like people being mad at me. That's awesome, actually. Well, the yeah, there's kids at our barn that, like, lease the house on our barn property. And... If any one of those kids ended up trying to get on my horse, they would probably die. 
Like he would, he would nod too well with that situation. So that's terrifying to think about. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Natalie, you're up next. You don't put hands on people ever. She just, she just met like figuratively slapped you down. See, I don't know what my reaction would have been to that. Like, I don't know. Would I have punched her in the face? Like, I don't know. Just a reaction. It does. <laughs> Nobody does. I do have a taser, so, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, that's crazy. And I think she was totally right, honestly, because that girl – if I was that kid's mom, oh no. Um, right. Well, and, 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 and not to turn things around and make it about me, which, you know, I love to do, but a couple of years ago I was moving Ferris to a new barn and I was trailering him and his best friend who was his paddock mate. And before I could even stop the trailer, the girl who owned the paddock mate came in and uh, opened the back of the trailer, right, without me being there. And I reacted because my buddy is not a good loader and he backs up quickly, right? And so I, it's a safety issue. Like she could have been trampled and he could have been hurt. Like there could have been so many things that wrong. And I came out of basically of the truck yelling, like, don't do that. Like, what are you doing? And then I felt really bad because I just screamed in this girl's face. And I apologized and I was like, listen, I'm so sorry. Like, that was really scary. I do not want you to get hurt. But like, that wasn't right of me. But at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, you know. Yeah, I felt so bad about it though. I I mean her face was shocked cuz I don't normally yell at people, but I was oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
That is how I roll. Yes, that's exactly how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. And you just snap. Yeah. That's a really good point. And it does make me feel better about a situation. I feel really, I felt really bad about, but at the same time, she was such a green horse owner and I was new to trailering too. And, oh, it was just a bad situation. Uh, fun fact, he ended up getting a hernia after that uh, because of the stress and the ulcers. So like, but he didn't kill her. So yay. Uh, um, so... Right. Oh yeah. And and she she was standing directly behind the trailer door as she was opening it. Right? Like directly behind. So if he had backed into that, the door would have smacked her in the face, knocked her over, and she would have been trampled. Like it was terrible. It was really, really bad. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and yeah, I mean, the intent was obviously to help. Right. And so that's why she didn't deserve, you know, necessarily me screaming in her face. However, I also didn't want her to die. So there was that thing. And and we've 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 squashed it, you know, since then. But um, speaking of adult and green, Victoria actually has written this very long comment, which is a really nice story. And she just got back. She just got into writing for the first time ever. And she was feeling really confident and really in control and and feeling her horse really well. And then apparently what happened was there was a girl standing at the fence, like giggling and talking to her friend about how unless you're young and know what you're doing, you should stay out of the saddle. So this teen girl is sitting there publicly humiliating this woman who's learning to ride for the first time. Ew. Oh my God. <laughs> Mini trainers with well, that could be intimidating, I think, for somebody. 
I always ride worse when people are watching me. <laughs> no, it happens. And and literally, it might have been like, what, it was a couple weeks ago for the first time, maybe in years, I asked my trainer to take a video because I felt pretty confident. But generally speaking, like no one knows I was even there. Uh, Jess, you want to read Carrie's comment? Do you want to read Carrie's clubhouse comment? Or, or did we already do that one? <laughs> okay. I would never want to be at that barn. I'm good. Florida, Florida might be too much for me. <laughs> we'll go with that. Sure. I lose my stuff all the time. So I, and I, I, so I never blame anyone. I literally just say, has anyone seen my shit? Okay. Cause I don't know what I did with it. So if anyone just sees it and I've taken to actually putting an F or a D on certain products that I use a lot and that I know will go missing because I just left it at the wash stall. You're going to get some hate mail. You're going to get bullied. Um, so this one we have from Jill, her dad bought her her first horse and then he passed away. 
And she had to basically work so hard in order to afford this animal. And she had to ride him to the shows because she couldn't afford a trailer or any trailering services. And the kids used to make fun of her for, like, her hand-me-down thrift store show clothes. Um, And then the best part is she took all the ribbons. So that's the best revenge, right? I had him. Actually, fun fact, I had them from when I was a teenager and then quit riding for like 17 years. My first lesson back, I put on those damn rubber boots and my velvet helmet and I went to my lesson as a 31-year-old adult and um, everyone laughed and the next day I ended up buying new boots. So it was, they were like, oh my God, they haven't made these in decades. And I was like, well, I haven't ridden in decades, bitch. Sorry. Yeah, I don't like mine either. And you know, velvet helmets are coming back. Velvet's back. Yep. I yeah, I have a couple of friends who do fox hunting and and you can wear you know, you can wear different colors and so there's a navy, there was like a like a dark like a eggplant. Yeah. It's it's getting sexy, I know. It's 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 a real thing. Well, I think we can all agree that loads of us have mean girl stories and I think at the end of the day we just probably hope that we're not the mean girls and try our best to not become the mean girls. Bluegrass Animal Products Equiotic is a live daily probiotics supplement for your horse. Equiotic is the only probiotic sourced from horse's good gut bacteria. This allows the good bacteria to survive in the GI tract. Veterinarian developed and recommended, Equiotic is trusted by horse professionals to keep their horses feeling their best. From the top competition horse to a backyard companion, Equiotic can help to keep your horse's sensitive GI tract feeling good. To learn more and order Equiotic today, go to bluegrassanimalproducts.com and use the coupon code HRN for 15% off Equiotic packets and paste. Equiotic is also available at many retailers, including SmartPak and Chewy, but the coupon code HRN is only available at bluegrassanimalproducts.com.
Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.